the S lady, the A lady, and the G lady. This is Mac Voices. Today's edition of Mac Voices is supported by Coinbase. For a limited time, new users can get $10 in free Bitcoin when you sign up today at coinbase.com slash macvoices. Welcome to Mac Voices. This is the talk of the Apple community, and I'm Chuck Joyner. This is part two in a three-part Mac Voices Live discussion. This time we tackle a comment sent in by a listener about how we refer to our smart home devices here on Mac Voices and on other podcasts, why we do it, should we do it, and also the gender of some of those uh, smart home devices and where our biases come from. Let's get right back and let the panel do the talking. Um, Any other new Apple gear uh, that anybody has or is expecting in the next few weeks? Am I the only one? I think it's you, Chuck. Okay, so well, other than my I work, have... my work laptop, then, then that's it. Yeah, you notice how he keeps sliding in my work laptop, my work laptop, letting us know that he's not the one funding this, <laughs> getting it. But you know, I still have to use it for work, though. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, but that's a, at least they at least they would buy you a Mac. I mean, that's kudos to them for that. Yeah. Now, my my I've. I got an email, or I, I should should not say that. I'm, I'm checking, doing the tracking on mine, and my laptop, my MacBook Pro, is uh, in Japan right now on its way, so we'll see. And I, my ETA, unfortunately, after my uh, after the initial order for my watch, um, the ETA has not changed, so that's not going to be here till November 15th. Wow. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah, so... I, don't know, I didn't I don't know quite... Apple equipment stopped again. I'm sorry, Jim, say that again. You broke up a little. I didn't know that Apple equipment stopped in Japan. I didn't either. I was kind of surprised, but that's what the tracking is showing. So whether it's taking a different route than things have in the past or what, I don't know. But that's what it said. So you got to believe FedEx, right? No. <laughs> <laughs> that, that's a valid response. Mm. So now I'm scared, Jim. Thank you very much for that. <laughs> we had one other topic that I wanted to uh, I wanted to bring up, um, and it came from a Mac Voices uh, viewer and listener that I thought was uh, very interesting. Um, and I'm not going to try to read the whole thing because it's it's rather lengthy. And by the way, thank you for I don't have permission to reveal the name, so I won't do that. But thank you for a very lengthy and considered uh, set of opinions. But we were taken to task a little bit, along with just about every other podcast, for referring to Apple's smart assistant um, as the S lady or something of that nature. Um, for referring to Amazon's assistant as the A-Lady or something of that nature, um, questioning why we bother because do, are we really triggering people's devices if we use the proper names? And I'm still going to use those um, those abbreviations uh, or designations to make sure that we don't. Um, and the question was, and, and the point was made that when Apple does their commercial and the people on the commercial say, hey, S lady or Amazon does theirs and hey, hey lady, that the devices never get triggered. And so 
why are we that concerned about it? And the second point was that aren't these devices getting better or haven't they gotten better to the point that they recognize your voice if they're properly trained, as opposed to just some random person walking in the room and saying, hey. So I don't know. I'm, I'm curious to see what you guys thought. My theory has always been that, first of all, that I think we do it um, or did in the early days to make sure we didn't turn people's devices on. And also just to get into the idea that, okay, that's the that's the nomenclature we're going to use for all of the smart assistants, S, A, and G, or the, the respective devices. But is is that a fair? I mean, or should we just start spouting off their proper names and see what happens? Well, yeah. from experience, I have triggered uh, uh, various escalated routines in people's homes by uh, by saying commands on podcasts. Um, now I know for a lady and see, I, and I'm consistent with with doing the way I refer to these with a lady. Amazon has a tone or some sort of sound sequence that happens when they're doing commercials that tells Echo devices, don't listen to this command. So when Amazon has an Echo commercial and and you get a, a lady, order me three cases of corn thing in the commercial, your Echo doesn't actually order three cases of corn. We don't have those oh, tones wow. playing as part of the show. So I could uh, say something like, Alexa, tell me what time it is. And it's very likely that someone's Echo device just told them what time it is. And, um, and unfortunately, with, they weren't listening to the show. No, they weren't. They're like, <laughs> what the? <laughs> so. I started saying a lady specifically because you can trigger an echo with just the the name. And uh, with Siri, you have to have hey in front of it. And with with a Google Home device, there's multiple ways to trigger it. So consistently referring to it as a lady, S lady, G lady stopped me from having to... Um, to remember which ones I need to use a code name and which ones I don't. And uh, since they were all female in the beginning or female sounding voices, hence the lady part. So I'm saving myself some, some uh, brain power by just referring to them all the same way. And, but the thing with the voice uh, recognition, that's a really good observation. And you can set that up like on your phone and you can you can set that up for specific things on your HomePod, but your HomePod can also listen to other people. So, for example, my HomePod listens to my voice when I when I ask what's my next appointment. If someone else asks what's my next appointment, it won't be able to tell them because it's not my voice. But they can say, "Hey, S lady, play the new Metallica album." And my HomePod will do that. So while you were doing that, um, Paul in the chat room said that his Alexa triggered. Webb also said his just went off. So Jeff, for sake of control, summon the, the S lady 
with the same command and see if it'll do it for them. Okay. Hey, Siri, what time is it? It's 1841. I heard yours respond, yeah. Mm-hmm. So, and mine's not responding, of course, because I have Air- AirPods in, and David has AirPods in, Jim has his headset on. Andrew, you have something on too, don't you? You know, here's the thing. I, I want to mention this for the conversation. Um, I, I haven't experienced this in a couple of years, but um, I do the same thing. I say S lady and A lady. But um, there was one time, this only happened once. It was a couple of years ago. I was listening to a podcast and the host said, you know, hey, hey, S lady, the actual command, you know, right. And I was I was listening to it on my AirPods and Siri actually was triggered and tried to respond. And I'm like, oh, my God, what is happening? Like, it's not like this was on the TV or another uh, or another device. And one of the devices picked up on that. It was actually on my AirPods on the same device. But somehow it was still able to trigger Siri. So I think it is a real thing. (laughs) That's interesting. Now, Paul and Webb just reported that what Jeff just said to Siri did did work. Okay, so now you people have special HomePods because they're HomePods that I have triggered for you. You're welcome. (laughs) Yeah, you do. (laughs) Either that or he snuck into your homes at night and trained them with his voice. There's a disturbing the commands are coming from inside the house. Yeah. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> so to to our our listener, um, so there you go. You know that that we can do that, and I know we've had to. Uh, I've I've had to edit down a couple of things Mark Fuccio has done in a very joking fashion, telling a lady to order like you know five gallons of cleaning fluid or something. Um, I don't think that's what he what he actually ordered and it's a good thing you edited <laughs> yeah, well yeah <laughs> yeah so um but you know so there you go i mean and that's that's this is exactly why i guess now we have a good reason to justify what we've been doing all this time um but jeff i'm with you you know i i, I think it's almost a matter of just consistency so that once i get used to saying those things on podcast i just but the funny thing is you know i got to thinking about it we talk about the A lady and the S lady. Some of us do, but not very many mention the G lady. I I have a, a, a Google Home device here as well yeah, because me too. clearly I have issues. So uh, you and me both. We are we have them all. We have them all. Okay, Google, what time is it? And uh, now someone's like, seriously? I didn't even know I still had that thing plugged in. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Jeff, I didn't hear yours answer. There's a reason for that. My Google Home is on a Wemo switch. So it is off unless I actually need to use it. And then I say, Alexa, turn on Google Home. (laughs) And it's coming to life right now. (laughs) Now try it. It's, uh, oh, apparently, (laughs) well, here's the problem with Wemo switches. Sometimes uh, they stop responding and you have to unplug them unplug them back in so uh i don't think my google home actually turned on oh well doesn't this kind of defeat the whole purpose 
<laughs> well, no, because my Google Home is off. Okay. So uh, that's a win. The fact that I actually can't <laughs> use it in this moment, <laughs> apparently that's a win too. Okay, so I've got to take it a little farther. And please, other everybody else chime in. And David, you, since you have a device, I don't know if, if uh, Jim or Andrew have a G-Lady device, but... Alexa, turn off Google Home. I just realized why the Google Home didn't turn on. It's because I, I unplugged the Google Home and plugged a window fan in, and the window fan's just laying on the couch right now, still plugged in. <laughs> <laughs> so I can, so I as we see... We see shreds of, of Jeff's couch flying behind him. We know what's going on. Yeah. Oh, man. Okay, so does that mean that you are comfortable enough with Apple and Amazon to just leave, to let them hear anything, but you're not comfortable enough with Google to let them hear anything? Correct. And my logic, and I am willing to accept this could be flawed, my logic is that with Google, it's no secret that what I do is something to sell. I am straight up the product, and uh, and I am just a commodity to sell for marketing and advertising. With with uh, uh, the A lady, Amazon's primary purpose is to get me to stay in the Amazon ecosystem. So they're using whatever data they collect from me talking for uh, their their own purposes, you know, which is to sell me more Amazon stuff. And with uh, with the S lady, Apple has made it very clear that they don't want to be uh, all up in my junk with uh, with listening to what I'm doing and uh, and marketing that and selling it. So uh, so. The A lady and the S lady devices they stay on, and uh, and the Google Home is off unless I need it, and and I tell you, sometimes that Google Home is just killer. Like if if I need a recipe, that's the best way to do it because I can just ask the Google Home for the recipe. Not only does it find exactly what I need, but it walks me through the instructions. It sets the timers when when those need to happen. And I, I mean, it is like fracking brilliant. And Amazon and Apple are failing for not copying stuff like that. Now I've got, I've got, here's my Google home and it's reflecting, but I have it sitting right next to me and there is a switch on the back. And I'm sure it's what Jeff does too. You flip the switch, it turns it off. And then and you can't ask it a question because it, it's like muting it basically uh, on the back here. But you know, if I say, you know, okay, Google, uh, how, what's the weather? I mean, it, it, it gives me, you know, very easy and there, and there's, it's telling, it's telling everybody where it is. So what the weather is, uh, same thing. Like if I want to watch a, a YouTube video, I like to transfer it off of my screen and be able to watch it right here on my Google home. I, I do that and say, okay, Google, you know, uh, play whatever I want to watch and it'll, it'll, it'll usually bring it up and, and, and do it. So, but I, I'm with Jeff. I don't mind it with the, with, with Siri or with the A lady, um, that, uh, uh, that it's on and, and there, you know, it's in my thermostat, my Ecobee, you know, it's, a, it's, I've got one in the bathroom. I got one, you know, then my Sonos, my Sonos move, move has it built in, but I, but I turn that, I opt to turn that one off. Uh, but yeah, I, I mean, privacy always is a concern, but uh, you know, they don't bother me. 
This edition of Mac Voices is supported by Coinbase. For a limited time, new users can get $10 in free Bitcoin when you sign up today at coinbase.com slash macvoices. You've heard a lot about cryptocurrency here on Mac Voices, but maybe you're not quite sure how or where to get started. If you still feel a bit overwhelmed, Coinbase makes learning to buy and sell simple. Coinbase is a secure and beginner-friendly platform for users to start and continue their crypto journey. They make it quick and easy to start your own portfolio and learn how to trade like a pro. Any investor knows that diversifying their portfolio is a basic principle. If you're not into crypto yet, now is a great time to start. Millions of people in over 100 countries trust Coinbase with their digital assets. Now you can too. For a limited time, new users can get $10 in free Bitcoin when you sign up today at coinbase.com slash macvoices. Sign up at coinbase.com slash macvoices for $10 in free Bitcoin. This offer is for a limited time only, so be sure to sign up today. That's coinbase.com slash macvoices. Thanks to Coinbase for their support of macvoices. Interesting. Um, Andrew, Jim, do you guys have any of the smart assistants? I mean, obviously you have you have the S-Lady on some of the Apple devices, but do you have any of the others and do you actively use them? I haven't, uh, I, but I've I don't. never plugged in. I'm sorry, Jim, you, you never plugged yours in? No, but it, it was free. <laughs> okay. It was like an Echo Dot I got with something and I got it and I never took it out of the box. And I very rarely use Siri, although my wife likes to use it. And uh, she's always saying things to it, and I'm like, that's not going to work. And it usually doesn't, but... <laughs> <laughs> but I'm sure the, the one time it does work, she totally gloats. Now she doesn't even know. I just sort of say it under my, like, in my head. <laughs> And Andrew, you said you don't uh, have... Maybe she's uh, watching, so I'm in big trouble now. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, really. And, and Andrew, you don't have um, anything other than the S-Lady? Uh, no, I don't have anything about Google or Alexa when it comes to smartphone devices. Um, I do agree with what Jeff said, though. Um, so as I kind of read, see, uh, my Apple Watch on Siri just activated right now, Um so that proves that it is listening all the time. And that was what I was going to say. So what I was reading about the Apple Watch Series 7 or maybe previous some previous models is that all you have to do is like raise your wrist. You don't have to say, S, uh, hey, S lady. You can just raise your wrist and speak up a, a command and it will recognize that. So kind of like the iPhone, it, it does sound like it's, listening in certain spurts like i don't know what the i don't remember what the numbers are like every so often every 30 seconds or every 60 seconds or whatever um but like apple as far as we know right now they're not doing anything with our data when it comes to advertising google they are if you've read in the news they've had some weird thing with facebook and you know there's all these papers now um but i agree also with amazon uh they're just focused on their their own ecosystem so yeah i i mean i agree with jeff too 
Yeah, in fact, uh, to the point that I don't have a, a G-weighted device in my home. Uh, may, uh, as much as uh, for the surveillance factor is just that I haven't felt the need to have yet another one. I, I do find that the the A lady is you know is pretty responsive and uh, there's some things she'll do with my with the Fire TV that obviously um, Siri can't or won't because it's not built in. Mm-hmm. But beyond that, you know, there's nothing the G lady has offered to me or would offer that has compelled me to get one or implement it. So. Um, finally, the 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 last thing that that our viewer sent in was the debate over the the male and female designations for Siri in particular. Um, and so, you know, I I mean, part of it was as Jeff said earlier. You know, for me, it was yeah, it's a female name, or I I, I interpreted it as a female name and as a female voice, and that kind of lock, got locked in my head early. But I know I've heard I've heard other people who have a male voice. But the funny thing is, except for females who adopt a female voice for Siri, excuse me, let me say that again. Except for females who adopt a male voice for Siri, I really haven't noticed guys saying anything about him as relate to Siri, whatever voice they've chosen. Is is that just me or? I think you it's know, just you. Um... Okay, Andrew, you, you first. Uh, so I recently, I did, well, recently, like probably earlier this year, I I did change my Siri voice to the male American voice. But yet I still, if I'm like writing an article, I will still refer to Siri as she. And for me, I think that's just because that's how it was first introduced, like, she started out as a she, and I guess for me, it's just um, uh, tradition. Like, I don't know. <laughs> okay, Jeff? Okay, so the United States tends to be seen from our perspective as the nexus of everything. So our voice was female sounding, therefore Siri became a she. The UK, their voice is male. So Siri is a he because of that. And uh, But realistically, what we're doing is anthropomorphizing a piece of technology. And if we were doing this right, we would not say she or he. We would say it because it is a device. It is not... Uh, something that has a gender at all. It is it is merely a, a technology. That's it. So, uh, what I suppose we should be saying is something like, "Well, you know, I have the A box, the S box, and the G box," because that's what they ultimately are. Uh, but we anthropomorphize. So, because of the the sound of the synthesized voice. That we hear, it becomes a lady, s lady, g lady, and uh, and like Andrew, because that's what we had in the beginning. It doesn't matter what tone, pitch, timbre the voice has. To me, it's it's uh, a lady, s lady, or g lady. Hmm. But I should change that. The a lady 
does have a typically female name. And so does uh, the S lady. The S lady is named after the original developer's daughter. I didn't know that. I've never heard of anybody with that name, but I have heard of people with the A lady's name. That's that's interesting. That's really interesting. And the anthropomorphizing thing makes me wonder, Jeff, if that's not part of the reason that these have been so easily and readily adapted. Because it feels like you're talking, I mean, look, I know I'm not, all right, but it feels like you're talking to an entity that you can relate to as opposed to just some of the old voices we used to have back in the real early days Mm -hmm. of the Apple II. And so these are, I mean, well, we, we kind of slide back toward that Knowledge Navigator video that, you know, although we're not quite there yet, but we're heading that direction, but that you have an assistant that you are talking to. Mm-hmm. Open the pod bay door. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Everybody sorry, does that Jim. one. I can't do that. <laughs> I think you know why. Okay, um, that's... Yeah, you know, part part of the thing with creating these systems that we can anthropomorphize, I, I, that's part of the process. We want technology, and I and I say we, in a in a general sense, not just specifically us here on the panel. We want technology that's more approachable and is more friendly, and is less intimidating. And we also remember Star Trek, where they created this great way of giving us exposition without just having William Shatner turn to the camera and just, you know, just tell us the story. They talk to the computer and, uh, and we want that too. So anything that companies can do within reason to make that more accessible to us, uh, yeah, of course, people are going to gravitate towards that. And creating something that we can anthropomorphize very easily, I think, is an important part of that. Jeff, I hadn't thought about that, but you're right. I mean, the the original Star Trek computer, the one, excuse me, the one from the original series, was much more mechanical sounding. Was much more in keeping with the times, of course. Mm-hmm. But as we, you know, as we came along to the next generation and the subsequent series it gained a much more human-like voice, which was, of course, Major Barrett. Mm-hmm. Um, in, I th- I think in the she, original series and in all the follow-up series. Right, but in the original series, I, I would assume that the, the, it, it was a, the sound was processed to sound more mechanical. Probably. Whereas that wasn't the case in, in the subsequent series. So that evolution right there is interesting in the way that the designers, and, and I, I know we're talking about a TV series, folks, but... On the other hand, these things have really influenced, you know, where a lot of this has gone. And so it, it it feels like it makes some of these devices more approachable and something that you can can rely on a little more or talk to a little easier. Mm-hmm. Hmm. And of course, if you say the wrong thing, especially to the S lady. I, I can't really say I've tried it with the A-Lady, but if you say the wrong thing to the S-Lady, she will chide you a bit. 
Oh, but there's plenty of times she says no comment either. If you say something that she doesn't want to t- doesn't want to talk about. <laughs> mm-hmm. Right. Which and those two are interesting design choices. Yeah. Well, they're they're not going to create these artificial assistants to argue with us because that would defeat part of the purpose. Well, except for some people who really enjoy that. But generally speaking, we don't want these devices arguing with us. So, you know, if uh, if you're HomePod, when you say, hey, S-Lady, turn on the living room light, and all the lights in your house go off, and now, and now you just totally go off on that HomePod, and you're just really giving Siri an earful, what you don't want, and I say you as a developer of a product like this, you don't want your device coming back and saying, whoa, why don't you dial it down a notch and blow it out your, and then everything just goes crazy. <laughs> it goes in a big circle too. I've tried, trust me. <laughs> yeah, and, and you can't get these devices to, yeah. uh, to engage you in, in a fight. Oh yeah. I put them all next together to see if you could try to get each one of them to, to to battle each other, it's it's hard to do. But I've seen oh, YouTube videos. <laughs> they also can't engage you. Period. I think one thing that a lot of people have difficulty with is the fact that these, you know, really have no memory, and it's just whatever you last said. And you know, when you're talking to a human, you assume context. You know, you know, like I just told mm-hmm. you something, and you know, then I asked you something else, and people get frustrated because. You know, they assume the context is going to accumulate, and it doesn't. Yeah, that is so rudimentary right now. I mean, you have a little bit of that with with Google, and uh, you have a little bit of that with Amazon, and basically none of that from Apple, which is so frustrating because we're at the point where you would think that that we would have the ability for these devices to get some context. Well, it's very, very difficult. It, it is, but they've been working on this really hard for several years now. I mean, it's, it's not like, well, like, I mean, uh, that's talking... basically artificial intelligence. It's been worked on for decades. Yes. Okay. So there you go. They've been working on it for decades. And, you know, I remember back in the eighties, like, Oh, AI, it's going to be here next year. Yeah, well, yeah, like 1986 will be the year of artificial intelligence. Oops. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah. I say you're a little bit off there. Well, and it will be the year of the land. <laughs> now that happened finally. <laughs> that did happen. <laughs> yeah, but you know, developers, they're, they're in a bad place with this because Gene Roddenberry back in 1966 gave this to us. And so now we expect it here in uh, in 2021, and we don't have it. And Jeff, well, I think that's a great point. Arthur, Arthur Clark gave it to us too. I mean, it was just, you know, we expect speaking things to be sentient. Well, yes, we and, do. and we want them. I mean, that's the interesting thing, I think, is that, you know, we've seen this and it's something we've decided we want. And, you know, here we are. We can't get it. Hey, we have a couple of late, late uh, additions here. Um, Brittany Smith has arrived. 
Brittany, welcome. It's great to have you. Thanks. Good to be here. And Mark Fuccio also showed up with Hello, everyone. Map. I don't know why. Mark, why is there a map behind you? Oh, I just need a new background. <laughs> oh, okay. I thought there was, I thought maybe you were playing a takeover or something. Um, is there some lost. significance to that route? Uh, yeah, that's a cross-country route uh, I drove uh, with my wife uh, last June. So that's uh, the significance of the route. Very nice. Very nice. Looks like you wound up in San Luis Obispo. Yes, that's where we are. Well, actually, Cambria. Wait, you live in Cambria? (laughs) Uh, Yes, I do. I'm on a call. Leave me alone. Yeah. I always thought you lived in the Bay Area. I had no idea. I do do that, too. So, I mean, we've got... uh, you know, we've we've got a we've got a second a home, a beach home, vacation home down in Cambria. Oh, nice! That's a beautiful area. Oh, absolutely, that absolutely is. And he, he all, can find it because he has a map. That's he right. Also, he also has a bunker in New Mexico. He doesn't like to talk about, but we'll leave that alone. <laughs> and Brittany, if if I'm correct, are we on the eve of your ADHD conference? Um, so I have a kickoff event tomorrow, but really the big thing starts on Thursday. Okay. How exciting. Mm -hmm. Very very exciting. I mean, for people like me anyway. Is your presentation all done and ready and you're practiced and ready to knock them dead? Um, so my, my video is all done. That's great. Um, the conference platform itself, and and this is an audience who will appreciate this. I have a 50 minute talk on video. And their maximum file size is one gigabyte. Oh, oh. wow. Ouch. I can't wait to hear what the workaround for that is. Yeah. yeah. I'm hoping they get the conference platform to fix it after somebody other than me complains about it. But it might not be till tomorrow or Thursday morning, which is when I'm talking. So I have rendered it in three 720p chunks that are just wow. barely under one gigabyte. And one of them has successfully uploaded so far. Oh, oh. It keeps quitting and, and dying on me. And yeah, it's. Yeah. How, how can they have a platform with that restriction considering what it's for? I mean, even if I had really nice PowerPoint slides that are very engaging and visually interesting, that can be over a gigabyte easily. Easy. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Like even if I were doing a live talk, I I don't understand. I don't understand. But along with that, I have made, so it's a condensed version. And along with it, I'm going to be releasing a course in this next week. Wow. Yeah. So a lot of stuff all at once, but it's on purpose. Visit macvoices.com for show notes and to connect with Chuck on social media. Get involved in our Facebook group or like our Facebook page And get more out of your Apple tech with Mac Voices Magazine, free on Flipboard and on the web. And if you find value in it all, consider supporting us through either our Patreon campaign at patreon.com slash macvoices, or by making a one-time donation via the PayPal link on our front page and in the show notes of each episode. You will join these fine people who help bring you Mac Voices. Advertising handled by Backbeat Media at backbeatmedia.com. Bandwidth provided by Cashfly at cashfly.com.